All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's up, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to Oilers Nation After Dark. Connor Halley with you here as the Edmonton Oilers. What a performance against the Pittsburgh Penguins, kicking off a two-game road trip, 7-2 win. And uh, we're going to break that down, go through everything that happened in this game tonight. Myself, I've got producer Aaron Bardato along with me, and Cam Lewis will join us in just a couple minutes here as we get to the good, the bad, the oily. Brought to you by Cornerstone Insurance. But first things first, as we always do, want to say hello to everyone tuning in on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. If you're on YouTube, make sure you hit that like button. Same with Facebook, Twitter. Share, retweet, let people know that we're doing this out here. Uh, we love doing it and uh, love to have you guys along for the ride. It's always a good time uh, watching the chat right now with YouTube. Hello, Loomis, QF Pro, Sergeant Battle. Of course, Rusty, we've got Liam in the room. Liam, how many bananas tonight? Let us know. You and Darian, some stranger, the usual crew. Good to see you guys all here. LAM Seahawk Mox 72 Fire Emoji. What a game on Facebook. Mike, Austin, Richard, we're all on the same wavelength here. What a game. Great game. AM Nasty for Richard. Richard, PM Nasty. And uh, Austin, LMAO, that penalty shot. Effortless. Yeah, we'll get to that and more. Let's get to a quick rundown of exactly what happened. And it's a lot more fun when the Oilers win, and especially in the fashion that they did today. 7-2. And it wasn't a great start necessarily for the Oilers. They go down one nothing early on in the game. Chris Letang, number six on the season. And it was one of those plays where I feel like they just got the ugly out in the beginning. And, you know, the puck bounces on Broberg. Dry kind of coughs it up. 
Kyler Yamamoto leaves his man. Chris Latane does a, a good job of jumping up into the play. Philip Broberg, you know, takes out his own goalie. Oilers are down one nothing. But from then on, it got pretty good. Of course, uh, Connor McDavid doing what he does on the power play. An absolutely beautiful goal. <laughs> Uh, on the power play, like I said, coming in from almost an impossible angle. I don't know what Tristan Jari is supposed to do there. The former Oil King goaltender, Connor McDavid, just like I said, doing things that only he can do. Barry Nugent Hopkins pick up helpers on that goal. And then Leon Dreisaitl, again, on the power play. A big shot from Tyson Barry from the point. Big rebound. And uh, Leon Dreisaitl clearly works on the hand-eye coordination. He made it 2-1. And it was good to see the power play get going because the first power play they had was pretty ugly, but they convert in two of the next three. And the Oilers have a 2-1 lead going into the intermission. And then it was point night for the Edmonton Oilers. Everyone getting in on the action. Kyler Yamamoto gets his fifth of the season. Hyman and Nurse with the helpers. Devin Shore, awesome. Awesome to see him get a goal. Great work by Yesipoli Arby to set that one up. Warren Fogel gets number 10 on the season. Double-digit goals for Fogel. Dry settle and Kulak with the helpers. And then Nuge continues to play extremely well 28 a season now Connor McDavid an assist on that goal 63 he was not done there on the power play he get sorry on a penalty shot after he was taken down by Brian Dumoulin he makes it absolutely look easy uh, it's on my Twitter account if you want to check it out if you missed it at Connor Halley I got the video there he just does it effortless he's so good uh, and then Chris Letang would score late to make it seven to two I suppose if you had the over like some people might have at Betway then uh, you were welcoming that. It was good to see the Penguins with two disallowed goals there, but the Edmonton Oilers victorious in Pittsburgh. Uh, next action comes on Saturday when they take on the Columbus Blue Jackets. It'll be a nice early one, 10.30 a.m. Fun. I like those ones. Uh, makes Oilers Nation after dark a little bit different, but that's okay. We can adapt. Uh, in the game, Connor McDavid, four points. He's now up to 109 on the season. Leon Dreisel at a couple. He's up to 87. Nuge continues his career year, 72 points. And Zach Hyman with the one helper jumps up to 68. With the win, the Edmonton Oilers now have 72 points on the season. That puts them in a tie with the LA Kings, who lost in overtime, I believe, to the Devils. They're both at 72 points. And uh, we'll wait and see what happens with Vegas tonight. They currently trail the Flames 1-0. Are we cheering for the Flames? I don't know. That feels weird. But we might be to see Vegas lose. Although the Flames are at 65 points, they're catching up too. And uh, Seattle will take on the Boston Bruins tonight at 8 o'clock. That's about uh, 15 minutes away. And of course, the Boston Bruins getting even stronger. They only lost eight games in regulation, but they're still going out and making moves. I've said that on the podcast before. I absolutely love when general managers do that. Always try to get better. Right now, though, let's get to the good, the bad, the oily brought to you by Cornerstone Insurance. Cornerstone Insurance Brokers, Edmonton's premier boutique insurance brokerage with over 90 years of success and still growing. Visit cornerstoneins.ca slash nation to get an online tenant or condo insurance quote in just a few minutes and use discount code nation for an exclusive rate. I know why Cornerstone Insurance Brokers is ranked amongst the best in Alberta, as we usually do here for the good, the bad, and the oily. We bring in our guest tonight, Cam Lewis joins us. You can give him a follow on Twitter at Coomzy. Cam, right. good evening. How are you doing? How's it going, Connor? Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, happy you're able to do this. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll start off with the good tonight. And uh, I mean, there was a lot of options, which is always good to see. But we're going to go with shots, shots, shots. And uh, the last game we saw the Edmonton Oilers play slow. Five shots in the first period, 
five shots in the second period. They did explode for 17 in the third, and they continued that tonight. 14 shots in the first, 15 in the second, and then 15 more in the third period. They're continuing to find ways to get pucks on net and shocker. It's leading to goals. Yeah, the, one, of, one of the most positive things about this game, and I think you mentioned it kind of right off the hop, is that the Penguins scored an ugly goal to kick things off. And I think the Oilers teams that we've seen in the past, maybe not so much this season and last season, but in the years before that, what would often happen is a slow start and a back-breaking goal would completely deflate them. But then in this game, that ugly goal happens. They just completely rebound and start pounding the Penguins from there. And it was just shot, 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 shot. And finally, they just started going in. That's pretty much the name of the game. The more you throw on that, eventually it's going to go in. Yeah, I mean, it's it's good to see. And, you know, take all the shots you can. McDavid from a bad angle. I thought he might have even been behind the goal line. Banks it off Tristan Jari. Keep those shots coming. We get to the bad now here on The Good, The Bad, The Oily, brought to you by Cornerstone Insurance. And uh, our producer extraordinaire, Aaron, going with absolutely nothing. Everything was good tonight. The Oilers find a way to get the 7-2 victory. You know what? I said it. The first goal, I thought there was a lot of ugly. But they got it out of the way. And then for the rest of the game, pretty smooth sailing. That's what I mean. You can't you can't really find a complaint about this game whatsoever. I think my biggest qualm with this game is I was watching the clock wind down when the score was 7-2, to two and I thought, I really hope they add one more goal so that we can say, I would 8-2 be a Penguins fan. <laughs> that funny joke right there. And that's that's the one unfortunate thing. They couldn't make that happen for us, but they, I'm not complaining too much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, they take the creativity to work 7-2 in there, but, well, I, I believe you could do it if you really wanted to. And we'll get to the oily as well here. And uh, let's give a little bit of a shout-out to Devin Shore because he scored. And uh, he draw, well, drew a couple penalties. I mean, for what he's gone through the last little while here, the air miles he must be collecting, unbelievable, flying to con- the, the Condors and back to Edmonton, back and forth. Uh, we saw him get the vest, uh, that picture going viral after the game, nose bleeding, player of the game, and then tonight to get the goal off the Yesapoli RV, great effort to, to go down dig low and get it out front to him. It's just nice to see a guy get rewarded. Yeah, this is one of those games that's just loaded top to bottom with good vibes. You just come out of that feeling good about everything. Everyone played well in the game. Everyone can feel good about it. A whole bunch of guys put up points. But I think the one thing you put at the top of the list is seeing a guy like Devin Shore, like you said, bouncing up and down from the minors. Hasn't scored a goal yet this season. It's been forever since that guy scored a goal in the NHL. And then he gets one. That's one of those things that a team can really rally behind. I mean, there's a million things to like about this game, but everyone's excited for Devin Shore right now. Yeah, and I wanted to look it up here. You go back to Devin Shore. The last time he scored we're going back to last season. It looks like it was March 17th versus Buffalo. So 11 months, give or take. It's been a while. Awesome to see him get that goal. Uh, if you are on the text line here, sorry, radio habits. If you're on Facebook, keep ch- keep chatting. We see all the comments. We'll get to those in a minute. Uh, YouTube, hit that like button. As per usual, the chat's going crazy. Uh, a lot of people happy to see. Uh, yeah, like we said, Rusty, yeah, he banked it off Jari's nameplate. Like, that's that's just amazing. And, you know, you have that ability. Good to see. Chris says they followed the KISS method tonight. Keep it simple, stupid. I'm a big fan of the KISS method. I try to use that as much as possible. Sergeant Battle agrees. We kept it simple tonight. And, yeah, and it, it was one of those nights also. And, and we'll bring Aaron, our producer, in here because he was kind of telling us about this beforehand. You know, if you were having some fun on a Betway, like we recommend you do, do so responsibly be 19 plus uh with those penguin goals being disallowed if, if you took the over i mean you were sweating it a little bit i would assume aaron 
Yeah, dude. So I parlayed the, of course, Oilers money line and the over, which was at seven and a half. And then in the third period there, I'm sitting there watching with my buddy. You know, we get what I think is a goal there. Boom. I'm celebrating. I mean, it depends, but I'm high five and I'm like, sweet, this cashed. And then I immediately angered the gods. I knew it instantly. They called it back and me and him have this crazy look in our eyes. And I'm like, no, it's going to happen like this is I'm going to get screwed. Then happens again later in the game i immediately know that's a high stick it's getting called back thank god for Connor mcdavid on the penalty shot that was the most tuned in i've been into a blowout like that before and it was a good ride we cashed shout out betway 19 plus 19 plus do so responsibly i was perusing earlier on today i saw they had the betway boost it was mcdavid goal and oilers win money line like that's that's just basically giving away money buddy betway come on like you got to make it a little harder on people uh but, but a nice payout for those of you who got in on it uh, cam you throw any money down at betway today no i didn't but i mean i want to point out kind of a really super random thing that i just had pop into my head is that it's so funny that Connor mcdavid scored that penalty shot goals so casually given how much trouble the teams had in the shootout but that's just what popped into my mind randomly uh aaron do we have that goal the the, yeah, the penalty shot goal one, sir? Uh, the final goal the goal that won you the money i believe the Connor mcdavid penalty shot because i mean i said it here on the post game show a couple times where i'm like yo let's let's see him coming with some speed and you know try to keep, you know, pick your spot, take this shot. And he kind of wound it up, went a little bit slower, but just an absolutely beautiful finish. Don't love the play by Dumoulin here in a game that's over when you're sliding at the best player's ankle in the game bar none. Don't necessarily love that play. I might have told my group chat, I hope Dayarnay gets out there and does something about it. But uh, good to see McDavid make them pay with this one. Uh, you feel bad. You feel bad for the Smith there because there's not much you can do when 97's coming down on you alone like that and uh, maybe maybe wanting to score there, maybe a little pissed off about what just happened. Yeah, that's what I would think. I mean, you're probably not thrilled that you got hauled down there, tripped down, or had Brian Dumoulin jump at your ankles a little bit. So you definitely want to stick it to him a bit. And as someone's mentioning in the chat here, there's definitely a lot less pressure when you're coming in on the penalty shot as opposed to in a game-changing shootout But he made that look automatic. Casey DeSmith also looked like he did not want to be there either. It looked like he was one of the goalies in the all-star game where they're just kind of standing there as a pylon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a tough situation to be thrown into a hundred percent. And, you know, I was joking with Aaron before we got on here, you know, the bad could have been can't beat DeSmith. And then literally seconds later, we get the penalty shot and he McDavid beats him. So kind of ran that one out of there. Uh, uh, QF Pro says Bush should certainly shoot more. Uh, he's been a guy who, in the last little while here, we, we've heard a little bit more of the naysayers, the haters. Uh, what did you guys make of Evan Bouchard tonight? Cam, you go ahead. I'm going to try and man the chat here. Oh, try and do fair. both. <laughs> I thought I, I mean, might, I might hop over a second and we'll go through some highlights for yeah, sure. No yeah, I thought everyone on the blue line looked quite good tonight. It's one of those games where it's pretty hard to nitpick and find someone who had a bad game. I thought Bouchard looked calm in this game, passed really well, controlled the blue line well, and I, I agree with the comment. It would be nice to see him take more shots given how good his shot is. But, I mean, that's just the reality of being a young D-man. You spend more time in the league and you kind of realize where opponent, uh, opponent forwards are going to be, uh, how to get your shot through the net. That's just something that comes with experience and it will – It'll improve over time. Yeah, two shots on goal tonight. Uh, played 16 minutes, 25 seconds. 
and I know there's been some critics about his shot selection and he started off his career pretty good. And I think that's why, you know, we, we've seen what he can do uh, when he has time and, and be patient and kind of walks the line, finds ways to get shots through. Uh, I'm sure he, that'll come back. It doesn't just, you know, fall off the face of the earth. And, you know, you look at the other blue liners there, uh, Cody Cece playing under 19 minutes, which I think is better for him. Uh, I've been a little bit critical of him the last couple of games. Tyson Berry playing just 15 minutes. Kulak was at 17, 25. Vinny Dayarnay, 10. Broberg, 13. And then Darnell Nurse, I mean, 25 minutes played. If there's a chance to like minimize his minutes, you'd think it was a game when they're up by three, four, five goals. Uh, but uh, Darnell Nurse getting out there playing four and a half on the PK. I want to give a quick shout out to Vinny Dayarnay. Of course, you know, when play Vinny, they win. That's what we're seeing. But late in that third period, he's blocking shots in kind of a meaningless game. I mean, we saw Broberg help him off, and the boys loved it on the bench. But I uh, got to give a shout out to Vinny Dayarnay for doing everything he has to do to make sure he stays in the lineup. I think that's the reason that everyone's become so enamored with Darnay since he came up. I mean, it's obvious we've seen that they're pretty much undefeated with him in the lineup. Him getting called up in the AHL coincided with their season largely turning around. And it's the stuff like this that all the fans love to see. And I mean, you have a guy like him who, seventh round draft pick, signs a minors only contract, starts in the ECHL, up to the AHL. And then he finally gets up to the NHL when he's 26 years old. And the, the way that he got up to the NHL is doing stuff like this. It's, you know, being in the ECHL and the AHL, being not afraid to block a shot in a situation like that. And that's why the fans like this guy so much. I mean, having one of those standard, like early 2000s Edmonton Oilers lunch pail kind of guys that aren't afraid to throw a hit and block a shot. That's just like the recipe for a fan favorite in Edmonton. 100% willing to drop the gloves if he has to. Defense teammates can be a bit of a bully. Everything Oilers fans want. And I mean, I've, I've said it a few times here. Even if he's only going to play, say, 10 minutes a game, uh, just that element that he brings, I think it goes a long way, not only you know with a fan base. I think the guys in the room probably absolutely love him as well. Uh, mixes with Vin in, we win in. Go Oil. Um, QF Pro 21 with Vinny, we winny. Hashtag trade your M Chuck. Why your M Chuck? What's what's wrong with that? Uh, let, let's go through some of the goals here. Uh, producer extraordinaire Aaron has them all ready to go here, I do believe. So yeah, let's go through. Uh, I think the first one you have here, Aaron. Well, what are we looking at here? Is it the McDavid goal on the power play? And we talked about it. Like just the first power play was not good. So McDavid takes over and says, "Yeah, I'll just do this by myself." You know, come at the worst angle possible, bank it in, and I, I think that's when you know McDavid's playing with a little fire, but also an extreme amount of confidence to take that shot. Yeah. I'm, I'm really interested to see, like, it just seems like he's found another level offensively again this season, which is so wild. I never thought we'd see him again, match the production of the uh, shortened COVID season where he scores at almost two points per game. I think his points per game that year was 1.88. This year he's scoring at uh, before this game is a one, 1.81 points per game pace which is nuts. Like he's going to potentially end the season with like 150 points. I did a post about it on Oilers nation yesterday and it's not at all inconceivable that he could wind up with 1000 points in his career before the end of next season. It's just inconceivable. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It, it really is. And so now Connor McDavid up to 46 goals on the season. Um, it was like David Pasternak having that two goal game to get within one of McDavid kind of set him off. Cause I believe he's got what now four goals in the last two games. Like he's absolutely just pushing the pace up, trying to restore that lead once again. And yeah, like I said, I, I love to see that from Connor McDavid because it, well, 
you know, we, at times I've kind of been critical of him. Like I'd love to see him shoot more and uh, to see what he does there. You know, it's, it is good to see. Um, from then on, they get another power play goal, which was good. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl, you know, continues his hot play. I had a hot take on the show today, Cam. You tell me, and you can be totally honest with me if you want, but I said by the end of the year, the Oilers will have two of the three top goal scorers in the NHL. I think it's going to end up being McDavid, Pasternak, Leon Dreisaitl finishing third. I think he's going to pass Thompson, Jason Robertson, I think Bo Horvat is in there, I think. I think he's going to surpass them all because now he's got goals in six straight. Like He's playing absolutely great hockey and finding ways to put the puck in the back of the net. Yeah, that's that's not a bad take, to be totally honest with you. I mean, the one difficult thing I would say, there seems to be a lot of other guys around the league who are heating up. I think Horvath's played pretty well since joining the Islanders. That's not a super high-scoring team, so he probably isn't a huge threat there. Uh, Pasternak, I mean, the Bruins just keep getting better and better. They go out today and they acquire Dmitry Orlov, give them a better puck mover on the blue line. That could help a little bit offensively. But the one guy that I kind of see as the big challenge here is Tage Thompson on the Buffalo Sabres because it seems that they're kind of within striking distance of making the playoffs, and he kind of seems poised to try to will them into that position. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him go totally nuclear down the stretch. That's who I think would be the biggest challenge for the Rocket. Yeah, it, it is cool. I mean, Jack Hughes having a great year, and then kind of the usual, Miko Ratton, Mark Shifley, uh, even Kaprizov up to 33 goals this year. It could be a lot of 50-goal scores in the NHL. Uh, Ryan Nugent-Hopkins continuing to do, I guess, almost, I don't want to say what's expected of him, but another two-point night for Nuge. Uh, that puts up to 72 points on the season. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I, I, I watched this guy and I was very concerned about the contract when he signed it. Not necessarily, you know, the money, the dollar amount, that's fine, but the term of it. And for him to... Do what he's done this year. And I mean, I, I feel like it, maybe his game's never necessarily been based exclusively on athleticism, but IQ and willingness to do things. And uh, I mean, he's got that sneaky shot as well. 
it, it seems like the more I see him play, like, okay, you know, we, we could get into the latter years of this contract and it still might look good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the, the thing about that contract that was so nice is that he was a perfect fit for this team specifically. I mean, it, 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 there's a difference, obviously, between going into free agency and joining a different team and re-signing with your current team. But it almost seemed like since this player had been around for so long that the others had kind of built a forward lineup that made sense with him there. And you have a player who is equally as good at being a two-way second line center as he is at being a scoring left winger for Connor McDavid. And that's what that's why it made so much sense for Ken Holland to just pull the trigger and figure it out and make sure that Nugent Hopkins stuck around long term. Uh, you mentioned the trade, uh, the Washington Capitals going out there and, uh, you know, it, it looks like they're rebuilding. It looks like their playoff streak uh, might come to an end. They lose to the Ducks tonight, 4-2. Anytime you're losing to the Ducks, uh, probably not a good sign, but they're sending um, one of their former mainstays, uh, Dmitry Orlov, to the Boston Bruins. And um, I, I know it was a kind of a name that popped up late yesterday in our show, at least, where people were saying, you know, could he be a guy that the Edmonton Oilers look at? Uh, what would it take? And it's the Boston Bruins going out there and uh, kind of sliding in and making the move happen, getting the Minnesota Wild involved to eat some of the cap space. I'm just scrolling here because I don't want to miss anything involved with the trade. But the or the Washington Capitals, in exchange for Dmitry Orlov and Garnett Hathaway, get a first-round pick in 2023, second-rounder in 2025, a third-round pick in 2024, and Craig Smith. Uh, they'll also retain 50% of Orlov's salary. The Minnesota Wild pick up a draft pick for retaining 25% of it. And when that happens, of course, uh, we're going to see the – I don't know the ramifications in Edmonton because our chat on Facebook has a hashtag fire Holland. We need a capable GM. We also have Clayton saying let's ducking go sign. I assume trade ducking Carlson and let's get this shit done. And Quincy's still hoping we get EK 65 and Domi. I mean, it feels like with every day that passes and another trade happens, Oilers fans getting more and more impatient, which is fair. They won today. Be happy. They didn't, you know, even if they made a trade today, the player wouldn't be in the lineup tonight. So we can sit back and just enjoy what's going on. But uh, are you starting to feel that urgency that Ken Holland needs to go out there and make something happen? Like, I, I think we talked about it the last time on the show that I said, I don't know if there's necessarily one guy I want, but I want to see Ken Holland send that message to the team that he believes they can win and go make that move. Show that aggressiveness and bring in somebody at least. Yeah, that's fair. I think, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm anxious about it just yet. There's still, I mean, tomorrow it'll be Friday, then we'll be a week out from the trade deadline. So there's still quite a bit of time to go. I mean, I'd probably be a little bit more anxious if, say, a division rival like the Kings, we we thought a little while ago that they had pulled the trigger on a trade for Jacob Chitron. That didn't happen. It seems that there was a report that it was done and then it we just never heard about it ever again. So Ditron's back playing for the Coyotes now after he had been sitting out for a while. But if I had seen, yeah, a team like Seattle, a team like Vegas, uh, a team like the Kings, if I had seen them go and make a big move like Toronto and the Rangers and now Boston have done, then I'd be a bit more anxious about it. But the West has been relatively quiet thus far. and There's still a week to go. I'm, I'm pretty confident something will happen. I just don't know if it'll be the game changer we want. There'll be an improvement of depth at the very least, but I think people that want to see the Eric Carlson edition or the significant game changer like that are going to wind up disappointed. 
Yeah, 100%. Uh, Sean in Calgary on YouTube says eight other GMs in the Western Conference haven't made a trade either. Chill out, Chicken Littles. Yeah, relax. Oilers are winning. Two straight wins. Uh, uh, Lance thinks Holland's been crushing it. Uh, Austin on Facebook says, am I the only one who's thankful for Holland being such a capable GM? After the decade of darkness and he who shall not be named. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that if we get to the trade deadline and it passes and nothing happened, then it's a fail. But until that point, you know, let's let's ease up on the the pressure and the the negativity. We can be positive. I, I feel like Rusty might agree with us on that one. Um, just looking at the standings here and the Edmonton Oilers right now sitting second in the Pacific, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights in action tonight taking on Calgary. Calgary up one nothing last I saw, and then uh, Seattle, who could force a three-way tie with the Kings and Oilers with 72 points taking on the Boston Bruins. So, uh, man, this this Pacific division, it's been a lot of fun. I'm, I'm still waiting for Seattle to fall off, but they're just not doing it. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I definitely, it it, it kind of looks a bit like what we'd expected, but I think I'd have, if you had asked me at the beginning of the season, I'd have switched Seattle and Calgary. I think the Kraken looked like they were good enough to maybe compete for a playoff spot, maybe be in the mix, but probably not make the playoffs, whereas you probably thought Calgary would be in there and they've completely fallen off a cliff. But, I mean, yeah, it's really interesting. We're at a point now where there's the big four teams there are separated by three points. If Seattle wins today, then they're pretty much all within one point of each other. And that's the kind of excitement that you like to see down the stretch. I mean, we pretty much know who the playoff teams are going to be in the Western Conference. There's, what, like nine teams in the mix for eight spots now. But the way this is going to shake out, in the Pacific Division specifically, figuring out who's going to win that division, who's going to host playoff series, that's going to be interesting down the stretch. Yeah, and should mention Seattle actually has a one nothing lead over Boston. Uh, Matty Beneers, like 30 seconds in, gets on the score sheet. So uh, those Bruins, yeah, they need the reinforcements if they're going to go down that quickly. And like you said, yeah, I mean, St. Louis, Vancouver, Arizona, San Jose, Chicago, Anaheim, likely all out. Nashville kind of on their last legs. The Flames fighting to stay alive in that wild card and uh, Jonathan Huberto scoring a goal for the Calgary Flames, uh, something they'll probably want to continue here. Uh, Quincy brought up the name Max Domi. What do you think about that one? I'm a big fan of Domi. I feel like, you know, that the asking price would be a little bit cheaper. A guy, you know, capabilities playing the top six in a pinch if you need him to. I, I'd like that name. What do you think about, about Domi? I mean, it couldn't hurt. I don't think he's a game-changing player, but that's not really what you're looking for with that addition. I think with that, and I mean, there was some talk a few weeks ago that the the Oilers might be interested in acquiring Tyler Bertuzzi, who was mm-hmm. a Ken Holland draft pick back in Detroit, but the Red Wings have since said they're not interested in selling because they're close to a playoff spot. But I think you're kind of looking for the same idea there. I don't think that Max Domi is necessarily the same physical player that Bertuzzi is as a power forward, but he's the kind of guy who sparks your team and gives them energy. And to have somebody like that in the playoffs get under the skin of the other players couldn't hurt. A uh, good little debate here in the chat on YouTube about the best GM in decades. Uh, Sean says best GM since Kevin Lowe in 05 and 06. Lance says, so yeah, best GM in decades. Uh, Lance also saying, do we want Calgary to win this game? And QF Pro says, no, we want Vegas to lose. That's, uh, yeah, anyone but Calgary. Uh, currently up to nothing. And the Golden Knights on the power play. So we'll see what happens in that one uh should also mention the nation vacation coming up in a couple of weeks here out in toronto i haven't been told otherwise so 
I believe there's two spots open still if you want to get out there. Um, I can be corrected if that's not the case. But anyways, I always just want to let this one out there. My fiance heard that AMA Travel was our sponsor of the show, was very excited. She highly recommends AMA Travel if you're going on a vacation anywhere. So uh, check out AMA Travel. They'll hook, hook you up with the visas and all that. Everything you need to, to go see this beautiful world of ours use them uh, ama travel also as we talked about earlier on in this show aaron hitting his parlay oilers money line as well as the over as uh nine goals scored tonight seven of which coming from the edmonton oilers that of course with the betway 19 plus do so responsibly um lots going on in the chat here up to 90 people if you're on youtube make sure you hit that like button uh, that'll help us out Going forward here, we do appreciate you tuning in. Connor Halley, Cam Lewis, and Aaron Bordado alongside with you. Sean says, if you don't hit the like button, you want Vegas to win. That's that's facts. That's exactly what it is. Uh, Ewan says, we want Vegas to lose in regulation, not Cowtown to win. Yeah, you certainly don't want a three-point game. And uh, yeah, Lance says, Holland is a proven GM with a lot of respect. Let him cook. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think he does his due diligence. I think he makes the phone calls and he's involved with everything. I'm not someone who gives him so much credit for what he did in Detroit. I think that was a different era. No salary cap. Uh, and, you know, with the guys that were already with that organization, they there's a lot of, uh, I don't know, allure to, to go there and play in, in Detroit. They had a lot of things going on. It was hockey town. They were dominating. Um, but I, I don't think it's meaningless. I still think, you know, he's got a good hockey mind and a great reputation. No, we just got to wait and see what he does, but, um, we'll see when, and if that happens, uh, looking ahead to this game against the Columbus blue jackets, cam, uh, the blue jackets, uh, Johnny Goudreau, of course, going there in the off season, uh, maybe had some heightened expectations. They're last in the Eastern conference with a record of 18, 35 and five, uh, not going well for them. Yeah, what do you think comes out of this game on Saturday morning? It is an early one. Uh, I guess it'll be what one uh, thirty Eastern time. I think Columbus is in the Eastern yeah. time zone, so afternoon game, early game for the Oilers. We we know the myth around that that a lot of people don't like those early games. So what do you think comes out of that game on Saturday? Well, we all know, uh, as you said, we all know they don't like the matinee games. Though the pattern this year is that they've been pretty good in the afternoon games while on the road. They can get themselves up on the road. They just can't get themselves up at home. Uh, I mean, I think given the fact that just recently they kind of let Columbus off the hook at home and took the loss and that snapped their winning streak, I would imagine that's fresh enough in their memories that the effort against the Blue Jackets in Columbus this weekend is a little bit better. Um, from, uh, From our perspective, from people watching the Blue Jackets, I guess the one thing to pay attention to, and I guess this was kind of the same thing the last time they played them too, was it was all eyes on Vladislav Gabrikov as a possible Oilers target because there was talk pretty much for the entirety of this week that the Boston Bruins and Blue Jackets were going to link up on a deal uh, for Gabrikov and they were just right there and the Bruins had to clear some cap space and it never happened. So, I mean, there's a chance that the Oilers might be the front runner, front runner <laughs> for Gabrikov now. Just throw that into the chat. Oh, man. If they give up a first for Gabrikov, I, I, I wouldn't be thrilled. No, no. I mean, hey, maybe I'll have to post the uh, was it the shack? Like, I wasn't familiar with your game meme. <laughs> I, I don't know. I 
we'll see. We'll see if it happens. As Susan says, last two early games were bad. Uh, well, I mean, hey, they beat the Sens 6-3. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. The game against Montreal the next day was awful. That was just the worst way to start off Super Bowl Sunday. Just absolutely brutal. Uh, but a, a chance here against a bottom feeder team. Stronger team on paper, but that doesn't matter once you hit the ice. And Susan also saying on Facebook, this is a tough one. Hate Calgary, but need Vegas to lose. Cheering for Vegas to lose, not for Calgary to win. LOL. I think that's uh, kind of the common thought process here. And this one, uh, Aaron, uh, you want to hop on here? We'll make some predictions. Uh, what we're thinking for Betway, since you're the big winner tonight with the Oilers and Moneyline parlayed with the over in goals. It was a it was a close one. You had a couple disallowed, but you got through it. Uh, if you're throwing money down on uh, on Betway, what are you looking at here on Saturday morning? Well, I mean, as everybody knows, I'm seeing in the chat here, like matinee games are not – they're not something that our team does well. I am a matinee guy myself. I love starting the day with Oilers hockey and getting it going that early. I think it's always a fun time. They don't seem to think the same. So if I was anything, no, but once again, no, life's too short to bet the under. That might be one of the times I would. I probably still won't because I'm like that, but I'm, I'm not I'm not super confident. I mean, I'm seeing a W, but I'm not thinking a lot of goals. What about you? That's where Tammy. I'm at too. It feels yeah. like it's going to be like a 2-1 snooze fest. It's going to be like we all wake up at 10 a.m., turn this thing on, like, all right, let's get our Saturday going, and it's going to be a game where no goal is scored until 15 minutes into the second period. That's my guess. <sighs> Jeez, I, I, I'm going over. I, I want lots of gold. I, I mean, McDavid, Drysaddle, news there. It's all coming together. Depth scoring. I think the momentum. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's you got to factor in. He, he could shut down the. He could slow everything down. That's a good point. And if that happens, you might as well just hop on the plane back to Edmonton with the Oilers. Lock it in. Uh, Betway. Bet responsibly. Uh, how about predictions, Aaron? Did you, did you give a prediction there? No, I actually didn't. There. Um, I'm what do you go got? With like a, a simple three-one victory with an empty net goal because it'll be a battle the whole way, but the boys will pull it out. How about you, Cam? Two to one for me. Two to one victory. Two one? Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. So two well. goals in the second period, and then Columbus makes it interesting in the third, but they ride it out. No problem. No panic. All right. Okay. Well, I'll take a 5 2 victory. Uh, Cam, before we wrap up here, Ewan's asking uh, when some more uh, Blue Jays or Jays Nation stuff coming up. Oh, Tyler and I just did a BJN Radio podcast today. We talked for 45 minutes about the Blue Jays. Okay, Ewan, go check that one out. We got people complaining that they have to get up early. Uh, Sean says matinees equals morning beers. And uh, someone else here can't find it. But basically it was if you don't start drinking in the morning, you can't drink all day. So uh, good enough reason, I guess, uh, morning beers, mimosas, Bailey's coffee, whatever it might be. Uh, It'll be fun. And then after the game, jump back on here, Oilers Nation After Dark early edition we'll recap the game have some fun uh couldn't do it without uh, you guys so thank you for tuning into this episode tonight again on youtube hit that like button so with facebook if you're on twitter um i don't know retweet share do that tell a friend also got to thank cornerstone insurance uh betway and ama travel cam aaron thank you guys thank you for doing this today thank you Thanks, thank you <laughs> <laughs> I'm Connor Halley. Thank you guys for tuning in to Oilers Nation After Dark. We appreciate it, and we'll talk to you next time.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.